Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Craig F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Today's date is November 13th, 2023, and today we're reading from the big book on the title page, uh, where I'm going to read the entire the title page, and that's what we're going to share on. Uh, today's readers are for the steps, Ken uh, Rick J, for the traditions, Lynn S. Uh, the big book readers are Ken WH, Darlene H, and Bonnie B. The newcomer readers, Colleen M, and the host for the second hour is Leah S. So, um, the reference number for yesterday's special edition is 20,826. That's for Sunday, 11, 12. Um, OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive eating can recover through abstinence in the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm now going to ask Rick J. to read the 12 steps. Rick? Good morning, Craig. Thanks so much for your service. My name is Rick J. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Cary, North Carolina. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over uh, sorry over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Next, I'm going to ask uh, 
Lynn S. to read the 12 Traditions. Lynn? Good morning, everybody. Lynn S., Compulsible Reader in Toronto, Canada. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of Mm -hmm. communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you very much, Lynn. All right. Uh, our, uh, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speaker, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on the title page. Um, I'm going to ask Ken W.H. to get us started. Ken? Hey, Craig. Good morning. This is Ken W.H., Recover Compulsive Eater from North Carolina. Uh, Reading the title page, I'm looking at the fourth edition at this point, Alcoholics Anonymous, the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. The fourth edition, Alcoholics Anonymous World Services Incorporated, New York City, This is 2001, the first printing of the fourth edition. 
I also have in front of me a first edition. Uh, I'm fortunate to have one. Uh, the 13th printing of 13 out of 16 of the first edition, and it says, Alcoholics Anonymous, the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism, Works Publishing Incorporated, New York City. This printing was 1950. Um, What is such a blessing for me to read uh, on the title page is um, that it works. How many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism? It seems to me that any uh, controversy regarding al- uh, re- regarding recovered and recovering is kind of answered right here. Uh, comes right out and say, uh, says that it have recovered, and um, that's why this is such a gift to me. The, the fact that these folks found a way out of the malady um, that I have uh, of addiction. And um, blessed, too, that didn't feel it necessary to change the title page. After uh, even getting into the fourth edition from 2001, um, this particular printing in 1950 is five years short of uh, the second edition, which uh, would come out. And then the third and the fourth uh, just keeps growing and growing and growing. And that's the great gift of this um, entire program. Uh, And it's all laid out uh, on the first page to get us started, to kick us off, to to give us hope. Uh, It gave me hope when I first spent any time looking at the title page, uh, the first time I started Envision. And um, it gives me hope that uh, there is a way out. And uh, for that, I'm most grateful. So thanks, uh, Greg. I look forward to what folk have to say. Take care. Pass. All right, Ken. Thanks for getting us started. All right, now we're going to take a list of names of people that would like to share uh, on this title page. And uh, so uh, if you shared on the last any either any of the last two days on a vision for you meeting that's on Thursday or Friday of last week, I'd ask you to hold back and let other people have a chance this morning. But other than that, uh, I'm ready to take a list of names. Who would like to share on this? Bonnie B from Florida. Darling Bonnie H. B. Leia S. Julie B. Akron. Julie B. Larry K. Larry K. Who else? IDL. IDL. Heidi. Toronto. Linda D. Linda D. Okay, Linda, got you. Dana P. Dana P. What? Sue Ann W. Diane W. Sue Ann. Oh, Sue Ann W. Wouldn't be Monday if I didn't get something wrong. Sue Ann W. Okay. 
Well, I've got a pretty good list going here. Bonnie B, Darlene H, Leah S, Julie B, Larry K, Heidi L, Linda D, Dana P, and Sue Ann W. Did I miss anybody? Vanessa G. Vanessa? Yes, from New Mexico. All right, thanks. All right, well, let's, uh, let's get going then. Bonnie B, you're up. Your turn. Hey, good morning, everyone. Thanks, Craig, for moderating. Thanks for Ken for a beautiful opening. This is Bonnie B. Grateful recovered today by the grace of God living in the state of Florida. I'm always amazed that you can take a sentence. I mean, this is just really a sentence um, and find so much stuff in it. So the things that jumped out to me were the word story and the word how. This is a textbook. You know, the first time I read the book, I just read the book because I read the book. And now I read the book and I read the book looking for what's in it, looking for what my God, my higher power wants me to see. And stories are huge to me. When I came into the program, I came to vision and I sat in the back room for about two months before I ever even announced myself. And I listened and I listened to the stories. I listened to the people. I listened to the people on the meetings. The stories, you know, to hear someone share their story, um, personally share their story, of, of what happened to them, having the same DNA that I had, right? The same, the same stuff that I did. Um, it, it brought me hope, a hope that I've never had before. And so the stories were huge to me because it was living, breathing people. It wasn't just a book. It was living, breathing people um, talking on the phone lines and, um, and sharing what had happened to them, their personal stuff. And then, and then you know, this, this, um, this sentence, the story of how it gives me instruction and direction. And again, it connected me to something I had never felt I could be connected to, which was something that was living and breathing, something that understood me, and something that was actually there and recovered. I had read a lot of stuff, but I had never heard the stories. And the big book offers the stories, and you know, above and beyond that, it brings the people to me. When I think about connecting with people on a daily basis, What's the highlight? The stories of what God is doing and what God has done. And you can't make this stuff up. You just can't. It is real. And so this is just beautiful because in this very short opening, it tells us that you're going to be listening to people. You're going to be hearing and talking with people who have recovered, um, as Ken had said. And then it tells us it's going to tell us how to do it. And between the two, we've got it all. So um, I am so grateful for each of you. I am so thankful for this program. And with that, I will pass. Thank you much. All right. Thanks, Bonnie. Next, we have Darlene H. And then Darlene will be followed by Leah S. and Julie B. Darlene? Good morning, everyone. This is Darlene H., recovered compulsive overeater in Georgia. Uh, Craig, thanks so much for your service. So when I um, when I first uh, went through the big book back in um, uh, 20 years ago with a sponsor, brought me to the first page, the first blank page, and told me this is the everything you know about your illness. And then she flipped to this page and she said, um, "Here is a promise." Basically. 
and I have a note in my book, and I'm not sure it was her, but I'm sure it was somebody along the way that told me that this was uh, have recovered from alcoholism is a freedom. It's a promise, a freedom from addiction. Back in those days, I was told to look up all the words that I thought I knew. And the definition that has stuck with me for the past 20 years for recovered is to be returned to normal condition. Now, none of that says I'm cured, because in the past 20 years, I certainly have tested that theory, and (laughs) I've never been cured. Um, But when the food is down and I'm in touch, or when I'm having a, a living in a spiritual awakening with a power greater than myself, I am returned to normal condition in my thinking and in my actions. Certainly not, my body has never changed. My body still has the same reaction to my alcoholic ingredients that it has always had. But if I'm staying close to God, close to my program, then I don't need to be picking up those ingredients and setting off the allergy and setting off the mental obsession. So if I follow these instructions in this book, that's the promise I get. And the promise, again, is freedom from addiction. How incredibly powerful just from a title page. Thanks for letting me share. Have a good day. All right. Thank you. Um, Next, we have uh, Leah S., followed by Julie B., and then Larry K. Leah? Thank you so much, Craig. Good morning, everyone. My name is Leah S., recovered in Brooklyn. Very grateful today. Wow. Um, Thousands of men and women who are going to share their story over here in this uh, big book. Um, When I came into program... I I bought a used um big book and uh on on the title page someone had written you're never going to have your way again and that is good god and um I, I never erased that and um what I want to say is that when I came into this program I had been through most of the run of my life. I came in in my 50s, and, um, and, and, and I knew what a diet is all about. And so I just treated this as a diet. But what is the story of these men and women that I finally understood that this is not a diet. This is not at all a diet. This is my way of life. And frankly, I am so happy this is my way of life. It gets better and better each and every day. It just, it is the story. It is my personal stuff. I can't theorize it. I can't um, philosophize it. I can't uh, say, oh, I, I'm, I'm really intelligent and I can tell you this and I can tell you that. Or I'm very knowledgeable. You know what? I, I was almost a professor <laughs> in, 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 in the Board of Education. It, it's not that. It's my own story, the way life is. The life, the way life has been played out by me, and how I can, I can, I can actually, you know, make it good, make it, make it um, happy, and make it content, and make it um, 
agreeable. Oh, my God, I never, never in my wildest dreams imagined that I would like this way of life. This is a way of life with all of the steps and all of the traditions and all of everything. Thank you, everyone. I pass. Okay, thanks, Leah. Uh, next, we're going to have Julie B., followed by Larry K., and then Heidi L. Julie? Great, Craig. Thanks so much, and good morning. I am Julie B. I am a grateful, recovered, uh, compulsive overeater from Akron, Ohio, not cured. Um, wow. I, first of all, love starting my mornings like this. This is becoming a really sweet spot in my day of, you know, rolling over, getting my phone, and then listening in, and it helps me to start my day. And I love that we're on the title page. Like, I don't think I've ever started on the title page ever. And so um, it's just really amazing to go that intentional and that slow. Um, I just want to breeze through it. I want to get the check mark. Um, so it's wonderful to sort of pause and really look and dissect these these words. Um, so I like that we're starting over. I'm so grateful to, like, start at the beginning. Um, Wow, like I just feel like I'm also starting at the beginning again in some ways. Like I, I have finished the steps gratefully and I'm in that unknown sort of space of, um, you know, God knows that what I'm struggling with is um, just, you know, working with sponsees and or going through the steps again myself. Like I just want to dive in again. So um, don't worry if you're thinking one way or the other. I'm sure higher power has got me. He's going to tell me, and I'm going to listen. Um, claiming my seat this morning, uh, just really grateful for this meeting. Um, daily commitments and outreach calls are saving my life. Um, they don't even allow me the time to think about getting into my own mind or the food. And um, I just want to comment on this part of the story where it just said the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. And it makes me think of, you know, when I'm looking for a place to go or products online and there's like, like two or three, like good reviews, I'm like, oh, okay, I got to go, got to buy it. And this has thousands of people who are just raving reviews of this program. So it just makes me feel so grateful to be in this time of life because um, of the people who have gone before. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to reiterate that I am like a little kid on the back of a bike who cannot even reach the pedals. And so um, God is in charge and he is driving. So thanks so much for letting me share. Good morning and keep going. We ha we got this, guys. <laughs> Good morning. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Julie. Next, we have Larry Kay, followed by Heidi L, then Linda D. Larry? Hey, Craig. Thanks for the service. I'm Larry Kay, and I'm calling from, well, I'm calling from 294. I'm heading south <laughs> from O'Hare. I'm somewhere in the Chicago area, but i um, grateful to be here, and I, I couldn't resist uh, sharing on this particular um, paragraph. And I'll approach it this way, you know, the recovered. You know, they're talking about recovered. And I will tell you that um, I've, I've often, you know, occasionally I'll get a compliment. And I, I, with humility, I appreciate it. I got one yesterday. And I'll, I'm going to say, you know, I wanted to call you because, you know, you just have something I want or something along those lines. And I said, you know, just out of curiosity, 
you know, they'll mention recovered, and, I, and I'll, I'll say, just out of curiosity, what gives you that impression that I'm recovered today? And usually they'll say something along the lines of, well, you know, it's like, what gives you that evidence? And they'll say something along the lines of, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just there, it's just kind of how you speak. Well, I want to tell you something. I want to let you in on a little secret. God gives us all different talents. I was able to speak when I was high on uh, food and other substances way before I ever came into the, the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. So the style in which I speak or the manner in which I care, that I carry, you know, the message, just that style, that was something that I did long ago. I know someone, you may know him too, he could speak very well too. After he ate a family bag size of Doritos, he could still speak and, and, and you could hear a pin drop. So the style in which someone speaks is not indicative of their recovered state. What is indicative of one's recovered state? It's not how they speak on the line here or anywhere else, quite frankly. Being in a recovered state of being means they've worked the 12 steps. They've had a spiritual awakening. The food is neutral. They don't want the food anymore. And it's not what they do today. It's how they're treating people. What are they doing after this meeting? Now, no one does it perfect, right? We're human. That's why we have a 10-step, right? It, it indicates that we're not going to be, be – all our defects of character are not going to be just, you know, just a race. But, you know, Pavarotti had a tremendous talent to sing, and I'll bet you anything that he sang beautifully, maybe, just maybe, if he was one of us, and I don't know that he was, and he could still mesmerize a, a crowd of thousands upon thousands with his talent. I know for me, Chris Farley was an actor who uh, was, had a comedic uh, talent, and, and he was dying of addiction, and he could make me laugh like nobody else among many other people. So when we begin to think of a recovered state, let's, let's understand what it means in the context of the program. It means that we've had a spiritual awakening sufficient to drive out the obsession, and it means that God has changed us. We've shifted internally in a way where we've been brought into alignment, and regardless of whatever talents you have or don't have, and we all have talents, you're set on a new life. You've been reborn. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Craig. Okay, Larry. Thank you. Next, we have Heidi L., followed by Linda D., followed by Dana P. Heidi, you're up. Hey there. My name is Heidi. I am a compulsive overeater from Toronto, Canada. I am grateful to all of you. I really appreciated the last share. Um, I can make people laugh, not all the time, but I'm, I'm funny. So, like, that's great. Um, I need, I took my will back a couple of nights ago, and uh, I chose to do that. Um, so no matter how funny I am, no matter how people can, or not funny, or gregarious, or whatever it is, I took my will back. Um, I chose to not... Ha- um, use the guidance of my higher power um, to really just do the next right thing in front of me, which is just be peaceful around my food. I took my will back. So I'm here again. um, And I have made the choice this morning to skip my exercise class, which kind of felt like the right thing to do because I don't do it all very often at all. 
um, and be with you guys, all 380 last time I checked, uh, all of us who believe that this program is going to help us, is going to work for us. Um, and I believe that as well. And I believe that I am powerless over food, that my life is unmanageable. I have come to believe that a power greater than myself can and will restore me to sanity if I do the next in front of me. Um, the hard part is turning my will and my life over to that power, um, and I take it back. So here's to today, doing the next right thing in front of me, and here's to today, being in recovery. And thank you all for being here. I pass. Okay, thank you very much, Heidi. Remind everybody that we're sharing on the title page this morning uh, the story of how thousands of men and women have recovered. So Linda D. is up, and then followed by Dana P. and Suzanne W. Linda, you're up. Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D., and I live in central Connecticut, and I'm so relieved to be with you. I don't know how to get well. Maybe you do, but I don't. So I'm here to save my life because I have a disease that is built into my body. My brain does not function normally. And uh, I spent most of my life till I was 38 years old, and I'm 79. I spent most of my life uh, being very, very self-destructive. I didn't even know it. My family didn't know it. They didn't know they were. I came from good people, so did you. They did the best they could, so did I. This program saved my life. It saves it every day because, spoiler alert, God is real. And I found that out in this program. What a thrilling, thrilling thing that is. But if I don't keep that relationship fresh, if I don't surrender minute by minute, pretty much, best I can, I'm not going to make it. I'll blow it. And um, I'm so, if you could see my big book, you'd laugh. Well, probably it's like yours too. There's, it's written in all over. I can't possibly get another copy because I can't uh, trans, what would you transfer the stuff that's in it to the next one. So I got this white tape and I take the whole thing. And what's the point? Because it works. I do not want to die from this disease. I'll die with it. So what? But I, I don't want to die from it. It's very, very ugly. I've seen what it's done to hundreds of people. And I'm not one of them. And I've made every mistake in the book. But eventually... God revealed itself, himself, herself to me. And I don't want to ever wander the earth again as an addict, a compulsive person. Uh, I don't want to wander the earth without my soul. That's what we're talking about here. Finding your soul, your core. Answering, why the hell am I here? I'm here to love you. Well, God, myself second, and then you. Because if I don't love me, I can't love you. How am I going to do it? 
to live. I think we lost you, Linda. Okay, um, let's move on then. Uh, Dana P., you're up, followed by Suzanne W. and Vanessa T. I don't know where I left off. I don't know where I left off. All I'm saying is this program works. You find God, you find yourself. What a great deal that is. My God. Thank you. I pass. All right. Thanks. All right. Dana, T, you're up. Thank you, Craig. Thank you. Good morning, uh, everybody. It's Dana P. I am in California. Uh, so grateful to be on, on this meeting this morning and to be able to uh, participate. And certainly uh, the eloquency of the speaker before who shared what I'm kind of going to share, but uh, here we are on the title page. It's so tempting for me to say uh, starting over again. And for those of you that are relapsers or relapsing or however that looks for you, um, there really never is a starting over. You know, we come where we are at this moment in time. Every morning I wake up is a new day, a new opportunity. Um, but what I what I bring from yesterday, from last year, from all of this uh, time that I've been in this program applies to today, regardless of where I am in time and space. So, you know, thousands of men and women who have recovered, and that's where I am. I have recovered from compulsive overeating, um, vomit, bulimia, which is kind of a big deal. And how I'm different today, well, it's not, that seems like the big deal, but that's not where I'm so different today. Where I am so different today is that I have a relationship with a power that is greater than I am. And I was just thinking about the statement that um, I have made in the past that I will no longer be making, the statement that I am working with a sponsee. The truth is, when I am with another individual, God is working through both of us. God is working on both of us. Um, There is no hierarchy. um, And the only way to be recovered and or to make the statement that I am recovered is if and when I have a relationship with the higher power, and that is contingent upon my daily, daily connection, my daily, daily practice, which begins the moment I awaken, the moment I realize I'm conscious. I have to go to that place of recognizing that there is a power greater than myself that will help me, that will guide me and direct me and work on me today and every single day, as long as I keep my eyes focused on that. Anything else is sliding back down the hill to ultimately back into the disease and or disease behavior. So that's what I'm going to say this morning. I'm really grateful to be on the line. And thanks again, Craig, uh, for your service today. Pass. Okay, thank you. Next, we have Suzanne W., followed by Vanessa T., and then we're going to take some more names. Uh, Susan. Suzanne, you're up. Suzanne W., star one to unmute.
Well, we may have lost Suzanne. Um, let's go ahead and go to Vanessa T and see if we'll see if Suzanne's available later. Vanessa. Hi, everybody. This is Vanessa T in New Mexico. Uh, thanks, Craig, for taking the meeting this morning. Thank you for everybody on the line. Um, you know, today is sort of a milestone of some sort. Um, not of some sort, of a big sort. I am a 635 days abstinent, and um, I became abstinent on the same day that we started this book, this last time. It took us 635 days to get through it this time. I needed to hear your stories. I needed to hear your voices. I needed to hear how you had found a bigger God than what I had. Um, I'm a little emotional this morning thinking about it, thinking about how um, I didn't even know you guys existed. And um, God reached out across the country from a friend I hadn't heard from from over a decade. And um, she asked me how I was. I told her the truth. I'm dying. And she told me to get on the line. I listened to you for a couple of days, probably the last page of 164. And um, and became abstinent on the title page meeting. I just remember everyone talking about recovered, recovered, recovered. It rang in my ears, recovered. Um, I had been trying for so long. I'm looking for the answers. And I just needed all of your stories, all of your voices. You know, Larry talked about not being able to, I mean, being able to sound recovered. Well, believe me, you guys sound recovered. And I don't know whether you are or not, because um, we're on the phone, but um, something happens here, something really magical, something really beautiful, something really spiritual. I am so, so grateful to be here. I don't think I've missed a morning of vision, even if I've had to listen to a recording since I got abstinent. Um, I love you guys. I really, really love you. You've saved my life. You've brought me a God that's bigger, a God that works. Thank you. And I'll pass. Wow. Thank you. All right. Uh, Sue Ann, did you get back on? Sue Ann W., are you available? All right. Well, with that, we're going to go ahead and try to take a list of names to uh, finish out the hour. So who else would like to share? Diane B, New York. Diane B or D? B as in book. B. All right, I've got Harlan. I have Penny. I have Pete B. I have Harlan. I have Penny. I have Pete B. I have Diane M. Or Diane B. And who else is the next? Who, who? Claire E. From the UK. Somebody from the UK. I can't can't Claire hear e. your name. Claire E. Spell that for me. C L A R E. Oh, Claire. <laughs> yeah, thank Claire. you. All right. All right. Um, well, that's... Uh, that's five. I think we'll probably be doing good if we get them all in. 
So let's go ahead and go. Harlan, you're up. Thanks, Craig. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And I'm from Scottsdale, Arizona, but right now I'm overlooking Poop Park in Arlington Heights, Illinois. Let's take a look at something that's not on your page if you have a fourth edition. But if you have a first, second, or third edition, it is there. But AA, due to a snafu, lost the copyright on this, but I'm going to tell you what you're not seeing if you're looking at a fourth edition. You're seeing the symbol of Alcoholics Anonymous. There's an equilateral triangle and encased in a circle. And let's take a look at that. The left side of the triangle, and it's equilateral because they want to indicate that nothing is more important than the other, that they're equally important. And when Bill Wilson pulled the alcoholics out of the Oxford group in the late summer of 1937, he had a three-legged stool, a sewing stool that Lois had, and the guys would sit in a circle, and he would sort of run around and talk to them. But let's take a look at that symbol. Unity. Unity is on the left. Unity is integral to our recovery. If we don't stick together, we're in trouble. We need each other. On the, on the other side, the right side of that triangle is service. And I need to do service. I need to do service all the time because if I don't do service, and when I say service, I mean specifically sponsorship. I am talking specifically about passing this from one person, me, to another person because as Clancy Immerslin teaches, we do not get this program by absorbing spiritual information. We get this program by transmitting spiritual information. And that's the service that, you, that we're talking about here. On the bottom, holding up the triangle is recovery. And if I'm not in recovery, then the unity and the service are meaningless. I have to be in recovery. Now, this triangle is surrounded by a circle. The circle represents perpetuity. It represents a never-ending quest for more recovery and more recovery. I learn every day in this program. I learn every day, every week, every year. I've been in this program for 44 years, and there isn't a day that goes by that I don't hear something or witness something that enhances my knowledge and my appreciation and my thirst for recovery. This is a never-ending quest. One of the things that maddens me is I get these phone calls from people that say, yes, I work the steps, but I'm eating. Well, there's no worked. There's no past tense. And the circle on the first three editions should teach me the never-ending perpetuity, the never-ending quest for recovery. If I'm not living in the steps, I am living in the food. There's no middle ground. If I look for middle ground, I will die in the food. Somebody before said, you can die with this disease or from this disease. I choose to die with rather than from the disease. So the circle and the triangle are of maximum importance in my life. I must show unity 
I must have service sponsorship and I must be in recovery. And the circle, the symbol of perpetuity, we're coming into the season now where a lot of people are going to be selling the, the, celebrating the holiday of Christmas. And so we hang wreaths. We hang wreaths. What is a wreath? It is an ancient pagan symbol of what? Of perpetuity. It's circular. It's of perpetuity, the permanence, the foreverness to our quest for more recovery. And if we take a pencil and draw that in, because in the fourth edition and in the fifth edition and the sixth edition and the 20th edition, it will not be in there because of a clerical snafu that happened in AA. But that symbol was very, very integral to our understanding of this. Yes, everybody focused on recovered, and yes, everybody focused on the thousands of men that give us hope and and women that give us hope because never before had this been done. But this symbol is worth drawing in your book, unity, service, recovery, and surrounding that is that circle. Very, very important. Thanks, Craig, for your service this morning. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Harlan. Appreciate it. Next up, we have Penny C., followed by Pete B., then Diane D. So, Penny? Good morning, Craig. Thank you so much. And I am Penny C., recovered compulsive overeater from the Boston area. For years, years, 20 or more years, I was abstinent, and I had gone through the steps, and I had a spiritual awakening, and I was sponsoring, but I was still introducing myself as a recovering compulsive overeater because that's what I heard at all the meetings I went to that they were recovering and that's what I thought was where I was until about 15 years ago I came to a telephone meeting that preceded this meeting and it was said that we are recovered if we've done those things are abstinent and have gone through the steps and are living in the steps. And um, and it, it shocked me to hear recovered. How dare they say recovered? And there's still people today that, that when I say recovered uh, of that attitude, no, we're always recovering. And yet I had been studying this big book from a year after I got to OA, so it's at least, it's over 35 years I've been studying this big book, and never, never noticed the word recovered, or never applied it to me or to our disease. And so a woman came to, uh, that used to be on this meeting often, she explained that the alcoholics, um, that the the recovered alcoholics used that term, and it was used pretty much everybody who had gone through the steps and was free of their addiction and had a spiritual awakening. And then in the 60s, treatment centers came along, and that's that's where the word recovering was introduced. And and so um, that's why that's all I heard at meetings for so many years. And so I'm here to say that I am so grateful to know that I can I can honestly say with God's help and with the help of all the people that I've met in the program that I listen to, that I'm inspired by, 
that I am a recovered compulsive overeater. I'm no longer in a state, you know, of, of, of hopelessness, and I'm I'm able to live in, in the light of the spirit. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, for people who are still reluctant to say recovered, even though they've done what they needed to do and are living that way, you know, it's okay. It's okay. It's in the big book. I think 13 times we read the word recovered. So, again, thank you for everyone's share, and I'll pass. God bless. All right, Penny. Thank you. Next we have Pete, Pete B. You're up. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Craig, for taking the meeting. It's good to hear you uh, so, so soon. <laughs> but my name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive overeater, and I'm recovered today by God's grace and mercy, and I'm grateful to be here. Thanks for your service. And uh, yeah, um, you know, I, I appreciate the, the uh, calling out the word recovered. And as was said earlier, like recover means to return to normal, right? And that's, what the, and that's what this process will do for the person who suffers from the next word that's important in here, which is called alcoholism and similar to our disease, compulsive overeating. And, you know, when, when we say return to normal, that's not normal like, like Bob or Sue or my neighbor or the people around me. That's not what normal refers to. In my opinion, it re- just refers to I'm um, returned to the state that I would be, that, that the creator would have me be, right? We've all been born with the individual traits and qualities and characteristics and all of these things. And when I work in this process, I've been returned to what I believe my God would have me be. And that's what being returned to normal is. I have a condition. I have an allergic reaction to certain substances and certain ingredients and certain behaviors. And if I ingest them, I'm going to have this, I'm going to have an abnormal reaction. I'm not going to be able to control how much I take. And I'll begin to behave inconsistent with how my God would have me behave. And I, I, I have a natural response to the substances that cause it, you know, just like my response to a hot flame. Now, I'm grateful for that. I'm not, you know, you know there are varying degrees of the mental things that happen to people beforehand, and that's all fine and good, but the defining characteristic is this abnormal reaction, and being restored to sanity means that I'm going to have a natural response to those substances, and that's what returning to normal, in my estimation, is. And, you know, the, the, you know it's just restored from alcoholism. It doesn't say restored from addiction, you know, if you take a building and you put 100 people in a building and you take another building, you put 100 people in another building, and in one of those buildings, you give everybody heroin for 30 days, every single person in that building will be addicted to heroin. But if you take that other building filled with 100 people and you give them alcohol for 30 days, only a small percentage of those people will be alcoholics. See, there's a difference. I can treat addiction with abstinence finding a bunch of friends, being unified, right? I could find, I could address, I did that. You know, all, most of the people who wrote this book were addicted to drugs because caffeine and nicotine are drugs. See, the nine diseases compulsive disease of the mind and the body. And it'll tell me on a regular basis that just I make too big a deal out of this thing. So alcoholism, compulsive overeating, goes way beyond addiction, way beyond just being addicted. 
this is a seemingly hopeless condition of the mind and body. And by God's grace and mercy and working this program, aligning my will with his, I walk a free man today. And that's the good news about this book. Unity is important. I won't, I won't differ. Unity is super important. But there have been other groups that have been unified. We have to be unified in the message, the message of what this book has to deliver. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Pete. Next up, we have Diane B. And then that'll be followed by Claire, if we have time, and then we'll be through. Diane? Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, everyone, for your service. This is Diane B. from New York, gratefully recovered compulsive eater. Um, you know, I love that we're starting all over again. This is like where it's at. And hold on, my dog's in the box. Um, anyway, a famous uh, actor, comedian, once said he would never want to be a member of a club that would take him as a member. And I have to say that I am so grateful to be a member of this club. And uh, this fellowship is amazing. It has saved my life, has turned me around in many ways. Um, Even yesterday, someone said to me that they could really see the transformation in me. Uh, It's remarkable. I never thought, you know, I never thought that I could live like this. And I'm so happy that we're starting in the big book all over again. When I began in the, in the rooms in the 80s, that's all we had was the big book. We didn't have any OA material other than some pamphlets. Um, but we never studied the, the title page. I don't even remember reading the doctor's opinion. And that has become really, really important in my life. So I am so happy to be here with all of you. This is my home meeting. Um, I call it my home meeting, even though I only know a handful of the 11,000 people on the member list. And it's just an amazing, amazing experience um, and an amazing way to spend my life. And so I'm so grateful to all of you and especially for find, helping me to find a spiritual life and a power that's greater than me that can restore me to sanity. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Okay, thank you. And next we have Claire E. from the U.K. And Claire, we've uh, got a couple of minutes, so... Thanks so much, Craig. My name's Claire E. I'm a recovering compulsive eater in the UK. Um, and yeah, actually, um, I was going to share, I've been a bit gazumped really by Harlan's um, mention of this symbol because, and I, I can only assume it's because I'm in the UK, not in the USA. I have the symbol in my book. Um, it was removed, I've got the notes here, it was removed in 1994 in the USA because of copyright, but we still got it. So, um, yeah, that was what I was going to share about. And um, just the notes that I've got around that unity, service, recovery, you know, unity, the fellowship, you know, the traditions, the things that keep us together. Um, and what keeps me together, you know, is not only my illness, but my solution. Um, service, you know, carrying the message. I've got some questions here. Am I working with others? You know, do I take do I take stuff to meetings? What service do I do? How am I involved? How am I giving back? And then recovery, the steps. Um, you know, here we are in this book. This is what this describes. This is a textbook. As I said, it says how how we recovered, how many thousands of people it's tried, it's tested, you know, it's repeated with integrity in this book. Um, and the question here, do I actively work all 12 steps? Am I doing that? And, um, you know, the notes was, I've also got, I've made here is, you know, that this fluctuates from time to time, the unity, service, recovery, but they are of equal length and of equal importance. And that circle that ties it all back together. And it's a real good circle, isn't it? Even just finishing the book or finishing page 164 and we're straight back to the title page. And it just reminds me that I've never got this sorted. It's always a circle. It's always, you know, 
um, just continuing on. Um, and I'd like to think that the, you know the circles get that they get deeper. Um, each time I go through the book, I learn something new. Each time I go through every page of the book, I learn something new, something I haven't heard before. Uh, looks different reads different it is a magic book every time I read through it there's something different and um, I look forward to doing it again this is I think my third time around with vision to you um very excited I've got a new iPad that I can write on so those that know me know how it's <laughs> my ACD is stationary is 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 all tick box done and I'm very excited to get going again and uh, much gratitude for this meeting thank you thank you very much very great very good today um all right um we're gonna uh let's see thank you for everyone who shared the share id for today's meeting is twenty thousand eight twenty seven two oh eight two seven um and that's for today is uh, november 13th 2023 um we're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164 Followed by the serenity prayer. Will uh, Darlene H. Please read a vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only through keep you until then. Darlene. Yes, uh, Darlene H. From Georgia. <clears throat> Excuse me. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. <laughs>